Hello, and welcome to the Covenant Fellowship Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us. Today's message is here to help you preach the good news everywhere in your day-to-day life. Here at Covenant Fellowship, we accomplish this by encountering God, loving people, and serving others with everything we've got. Now let's dive in. I am a heavenly missionary. I am on a mission for God. I have the resources of heaven to advance the kingdom in a significant way. So here it is. Here's why Covenant Fellowship Church exists. We exist to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone, everywhere. Friend, that is the only hope for America. That's the only hope for the world is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you right now, it's not a new government, a political system. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I believe that we are, that's our primary mission is preach the gospel. It brings freedom. It brings hope. It brings deliverance, the gospel of Jesus Christ. The word gospel means good news. What is the good news? You don't have to die and go to hell. You can go to heaven. You can be born again. You can be free from your sin and all of its effects today. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You can have life and more abundant life right now, today, because that's the gospel message. Amen? Without the gospel, without the gospel, you're hopeless. I have been in your shoes. I know what that is like if you've not received the gospel and the person of Jesus Christ. It is a very, very terrible place to live. It is a terrible place to live because there you are vulnerable to the attacks and the lies of the enemy that seeks to steal, kill and to destroy. But when you have the gospel and you walk in the gospel, it is the power of God unto salvation. It is what you have. It's his word. It's his strong. It is his gospel message. Can you say amen to that? And we want to present the gospel in a profound way. What is a profound way? One is that we want to give you a chance to encounter the God of the gospel. I mean, no, it's not just a story to tell. It's a living Jesus who is alive and well. Come on, this is not just fairy tale stuff, man. This is not just a good story. This is not just about the people of Israel. This is about God's plan for humanity. And, it's, and we do that we're hoping that you have an encounter with the living God. He's alive and well, friend. This is not just some book. This is about a living God. This is about a living Jesus. This is about a present God that said he would be in our midst. Didn't you feel his presence today? Couldn't you experience his goodness today? Just in the power of worship and praise, God came near and he's still near even right now. He's here and available. That's why we want to be a church of an encounter. We would believe that you need to know more than just a story. You need to encounter the living God. Encounter love. We want you to experience the love of God. Amen? How many know God is a loving God? People have presented him as a judging God, and yes, he will be king judge. But I want you to know right now, the only reason you and I are still living and breathing is because his great love and his mercy that has been bestowed upon us. Did you know it was brand new when you opened your eyes this morning? The Bible says that God never sleeps nor slumbers, but when you woke up this morning, God said, here's a new fresh batch of mercy for you. 
Yeah, that's what the Bible teaches. And so we want you to encounter God, experience His love, and then finally serve. We want you to know that the gospel comes to life when you serve the Lord yourself. When you serve God personally, when you step into God's call for your life, you'll find purpose, you'll find meaning, you'll find destiny for you if you'll do that. And we've been saying, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to preach the gospel to everyone everywhere. We're going to make sure that people have an encounter with God. They're going to experience the love of God. And we're going to invite them to serve this amazing God that we have with these six amazing values. Our first week was the Word of God. We are a people that are a Word-centered church. We want to be Word-centered. We want to know that it says it in the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Amen? The Word of God is our lamp. It is our light. It shows us the way. The Word, it is spirit and it is life. We want to stand on the Word of God. Bible says, let every man be a liar and him be the truth. So what is truth? His word. God's, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, that your word is truth. I don't care what culture say, says. The word of God is true. I don't care what somebody in some uh, college class tells you about uh, religion. I'm telling you the word of God is more superior than the smartest man on this planet. The Word of God. Um, when people can't make sense of the Word of God, sometimes people's mind are clouded to the truth. They can be so smart, yet so ignorant of the truth. Amen? The Word of God is the truth. Above everything, it is superior. My amens are falling off a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah, I, and you'll, the Word of God will offend us all, but it will heal us all. Can you say amen to that? How many of you have heard a priest's word of God and it just cuts you right to the quick? Huh? But how many of you know it didn't cut you, just leave you there? It healed you. Come on, it healed a broken place in you. It healed something inside of you. Second thing that we preach about is that we're spirit-led. The importance of being led by the Spirit of God. Romans 8 said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons and daughters of God. Today we are going with, here's the next one, presence-driven. So word-centered. We're going to have life groups and want you to sign up for those. Spirit led. The Spirit in me for me, on me for you. Remember that from last week? The Spirit of God is in me for me. Lead me and guide me in all truth, on me for you. Amen. So now we are into presence driven. Not presence driven. Presence driven means he is our exceeding great reward. Presence-driven means we just want something from him. How many of you know if you got a kid that only values you as a parent for what you give them and not just love you for you, how many of you know that feels like you've been used a little bit? Huh? And that's what kids do sometimes, right? Until we're taught different. But then when we talk different, then we can understand that presence is extremely, extremely important. So here's why that presence is extremely important. So let's preach fast. Let's move down this quickly. Go with me to Psalm 16. Psalm 16, verse number 11. Psalm 16, verse number 11 says, You'll show me the path of life. Here it is. Here's the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand 
our pleasures evermore. Everybody hear that with me. Here is the path of life. Here is the path that brings hope. Here is the path of all your soul is searching for and the enemy wants to manipulate that and take it down another path. But I'm telling you, here's the path of life in his presence. That's where the fullness of joy comes from. I know that we think it's somewhere else and the devil tells us it's in other things. But if you've ever searched those other things, you'll find out that there's a trick hidden behind them. The devil just wants to destroy your life. But in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand, listen, are pleasures evermore. Do you hear that word pleasures? That's delights. That is things that's delightful. That is things that make happy. That is things that make your heart swell. It is called in his presence. That's where you get it. So let's talk about this for just a minute. There's two aspects of the presence of God. First off, is the general presence of God, or if theologians would say, omnipresence of God. It comes from the Bible that God is everywhere all the time. Yeah, let me read it to you. It comes from Psalm, Psalm chapter 139, verses 8 through 10. Here's what the psalmist said. If I ascend into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, you're there. Behold, you are there. If I take my wings of the morning... You dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there, your hand will lead me and your right hand shall uphold me. So, God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. If you go to a place of destruction, listen to me, listen to me. I know it looks bad in Afghanistan, but God's still there. There has to be an awareness to his presence in order to tap in, but God is there. God is in this room. Hey, God's in the bathroom. God's in the hallway. God's omnipresent. And that's an important thing to understand because you, 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 you might tell yourself and the devil may tell you God feels a million miles away. I promise you he's not. I promise you he's as close as the breath you breathe. I get it that you don't feel him, you don't see him, you don't sense him. There's a way that can happen. I'll give that to you in just a few minutes. But the truth is, your senses will lie to you. Huh? Your thoughts, your emotions will lie to you. The Bible says that your heart is desperately wicked. Huh? Yeah, your emotions, and that's what that's talking about. That your emotions, they'll lie to you. They'll change a thousand times before this service is over. The truth is, is that God is everywhere and he's close to you. Hey, kids, God's at school with you. Yes, he is. Hey, adults, he was with you last night, whatever you were doing. He might have had to do this, but he was there. Are we talking? God is omnipresent. And that's a beautiful thing because if you call on him, he'll be right there because he's already there. He got there before you did. He's, he already showed up before you ever got where you were going. You can't hide from him. 
Bible says in the last day in the book of Revelation, there'll come a time when people will come, say, have the rocks fall on them. Run to the mountains and cry out for the rocks to fall on them, to hide them from it. But you can't hide from God. Can you say amen? You can't hide from God. God is omnipresent. But here's another thing I want you to know. There's a difference between the general presence of God and the manifest presence of God. The general presence of God says he's everywhere. The manifest presence of God says he's somewhere. General presence of God says God is everywhere I go and I can tap into him in my car and I can tap into it here and I just can be aware of him there. But somewhere he's manifesting his presence. Angels are ascending and descending. The, the manifest presence of God, and it's kind of typified by Jeremiah's statement. Jeremiah 29, 12 through 13 says, Then you'll call on me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Now, if he's everywhere, why do you need to seek for him? Because he's differentiating for us all. There's a difference between me being everywhere and me being somewhere. And if we're going to be a presence-driven church, I'm going to tell you which one I'm going to choose in this. I'm going to choose the manifest presence of God. Because in the general presence of God, you may or may not acknowledge Him, but in the presence, in the manifest presence of God, it's hard to turn away from a burning bush that's burning but not consumed. It's hard to turn away from heavenly manifestation you can ignore it at least try to but you won't forget when you've been in the manifest presence of God the manifest presence of God is an inviting thing or it is a terrifying thing terrifying thing yeah if you don't love the presence of your father manifesting in the way that he has with all that power and all that glory if, you're not, if your heart's not cleansed it'll want to run away but if you've had the blood of Jesus applied and it's your Father manifesting with all of His glory, man, you want to run into His presence. You want to run into that with all the... And I'm so proud of you guys this morning. You, it just felt like you wanted to run into the presence of Almighty God. We're a people that value the manifest presence of God because we know that life change is only possible in the manifest presence of God. How many of you know, you've, you've been in the general presence of God even when you were sinning. As I said a minute, in, you were in the general presence of God even when you were sinning. But when you're in the manifest presence of God, you, come, you become acutely aware of your sin. Isaiah chapter 6, it was the year that King Uzziah died. He gets a manifest presence of God in such a way at the temple. He said he was at the temple and behold, he began to see that the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The train of his robe filled the temple of God. And he began to, as he spoke, the Bible says that the doorpost of the temple shook. You know what Isaiah's thing was then? Woe is me, I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell among people of unclean lips, Isaiah 6. Because the manifest presence of God. We want to be a people of the manifest presence of God because it's in that place that Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, send me. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have people that are unclean lips, dwell among people of unclean lips, but a manifested presence of God encounter, 
I believe can change them. You've yet to see what awesome things somebody can do and become if they'll just get born again. Can you say amen and have an encounter with God? And we want to make sure that they can have an encounter with God by being a place that values the presence of God. So we're presence driven. When I came in here today, I was glad to see you, but there was one I was after. I come in here and I, we had smiles on our face and it was so wonderful to see you. And I'm glad some of you, man, it's awesome. I love Anita. I love you, I love you guys, man, for all the way down from Oak Ridge, man. And Drake, I hadn't seen you in a while. Dear God, this family, I love you guys so very, very much. Like the church too, Covenant Worship, by the way. Anyway. I was so glad to see you guys. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I really wanted to see the Lord high and lifted up today. You know, I mean, it's been a while. COVID has kept us apart. And I know you guys have a church. You all live so far away. Be all the way down there. But, man, you're here today. But apart from that, I want to see Jesus. I got family members here today. But you know what? I love them. But I want to see Jesus lifted up. I want the manifest presence of God. And it's no, no disrespect to any of you. No disrespect to any, any, anybody. But I want to see the manifest presence of God. I want to see God so show up in this place that it's unmistakable that he's here. Because he does the stuff that he did in the Bible. Yeah, he does. He does that stuff. It's in the manifest presence of God that blind eyes open. And I believe they still do. And I'm not talking about in a spiritual sense here. I believe that's true. But I believe in a practical, real, physical sense. Uh, where, where the presence of God. My wife, my wife had dealt with psoriatic arthritis now for a couple of years, man. We've been fighting this fight a lot. We've been praying. We've been believing, okay. We've been praying and believing. I think I've already shared this with you. We've been praying. We've been believing. Medications didn't work. She took first medication she took was uh, was a cancer cancer drug. It it didn't work. It worked for a little while, but after a while, the methotrexate didn't work. Then then next thing they gave her was Humira. I mean, I'm like man, we're talking ten thousand dollars for the shots to be able to do that. And then and then they put her on Cosentix, and she had some allergic reactions. But a few weeks ago on Thursday night over at Revival, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And we ask every day, how you feel? I still ain't hurting. How you feel? I still ain't hurting. We're talking no shots, no Advil, no Tylenol. We're, talk, we're talking about every day, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I feel better than I have in, said this just in two years. We're witnessing to our dog, testifying to Taylor yesterday. Better than I felt in two years. I believe the manifest presence of God is where that happens. And we want to be a church that pursues the manifest presence of God. I don't want to be a cute church. I don't want to be just a nice church. I want to be a church where the manifested presence of God is. Not everybody can handle the manifest presence of God. Not everybody wants that. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, wants all that God has for them. I promise you that. 
you start getting in, the power of God starts to, they can't calculate, and if they can't try to figure it all out, they get a little nervous, they get a little scared, they get a little timid. Okay, I'm not into trying to say scare people. I'm not in trying to intimidate people. But you know what? I, I, I've seen the movement seeker-friendly. And we got so friendly to people that we forgot the presence. I want to be seeker-friendly, but the one I'm seeking after and the one that's seeking after us is Almighty God. The eyes of the Lord still run to and fro throughout the whole earth seeking to show himself strong on behalf of the hearts that have been perfected to him, toward him. And so, we want to be, man, a presence-driven people, the manifested presence of God. Can I give you a couple more things real quick? Deepest, lasting joy exists in this experience called the manifest presence of God. Life's most exhilarating pleasures are found in the presence of God. Life, people come alive. Miracles, signs, wonders happen in the manifested presence of God. So when you say, we read that scripture uh, about the presence of God from Psalms. In your presence is fullness of joy. Do you know what that could have been translated, the word presence right there? It's also translated face-to-face. How you get the manifest presence of God is come face-to-face with it. Come face-to-face with the living God. The picture, the picture that you get is right-hand pleasures evermore face-to-face. My honey's taking notes about this is the only one legal that I can do this with. Can, can I borrow you, baby? You got to get on my right hand. I ain't God or anything. I know you think I am, but I ain't. That's terrible. That's terrible. I'm just kidding. She doesn't think that at all. Anyway, uh, the picture is right hand face to face. Right hand, face to face. Right hand, face to face. There, I know it seems almost like a picture of dancing with God. But it is a picture of there is where true, authentic joy and pleasure comes from. The deepest aspect of pleasure and the deepest aspect of joy is that and what we want to have every single week is a face to face right hand face to face right hand I'm going to go ahead and say it dancing with God experience every Sunday when I get to worship driven here in a little while you can be seated when I get to that I want to share some things with you that I hope don't hurt you but I want you to understand when we open the service up and we're starting to praise and worship God. Do you know that that's the time of the service where all the focus is on Him, not us? In other words, we've scheduled a meeting with God. I promise you He'll be here at 10. If you see that as preliminary to the real thing called preaching, you've missed the whole thing. Because what I want you to be able to do is dance with God. If you'll dance with God face to face, side by side, you'll be able to receive what I say to experience that better. 
Good preaching, Pastor. So how do I get into that place of seeking? How do I get into that place where it's in his presence, fullness of joy? First off, as Jeremiah says, you got to seek. Guess what next week or starting tomorrow is? Seek week. An amazing thing happened here. A tragic, amazing thing happened here a couple months ago. The tragic thing was this amazing guitar player right here. Wave at me back there, bro. Tyler Carter had a terrible motorcycle accident. It was awful. I mean, we didn't know how this thing was going to turn out. Scary, hanging by the thread of his life, life support, tried to take it down, couldn't breathe on his own. We called an emergency prayer meeting. This place filled up. People from all over, just an emergency. I got online, got on on that day and said, tonight there will be a prayer meeting, 5.30, whatever it was, for Tyler Carter. Everybody that wants to come, come. Now, he's touched a lot of lives. That family's touched a lot of lives. So understandably, this place was packed for that prayer service. Powerful, and it should be. But I'm asking for a seek week that has nothing to do with somebody being healed. It has everything to do with him being the focus. I wonder what it'll look like. Ooh, that was a challenge, wasn't it, in the room? That was a challenge. A little bit of a challenge. We should get together and pray. And I think it's right. How many of you know in the book of Acts, they got together and prayed for Peter when he was locked inside of jail and an angel came and let him out. They learned a lesson. We didn't do this for James and James was killed. We're going to do this for Peter. We, we found out we better pray. And when they prayed, Peter was released. But Seek Week is not about responding to an emergency in our life. Seek Week is about Jeremiah. Seek your face to find you. That's what I want. That's what I want to be able to see. That takes a, I, I, that takes a, that takes a love to be able to do that, right? So we're going to fast and pray this coming week. Number two, second thing you need to understand is praise and worship with all you have. I'm so proud of you guys this morning. But man, those don't need to be just on celebration Sundays or now and thens. Hello. Every now and then. It doesn't need to be when we feel like it. I mean, anybody can praise and worship when you feel like it. Come on, man. Anybody can praise God when you just get $23,000 back from the IRS. Dude, if you can't praise then, there's something wrong with you. But, but, but man, that's not, that, that, that's not authentic praise for the purpose of presence. That's the purpose of presence. Wish I had my little board up here. Forgot to get it out. I'd spell that out for you maybe. I might have to get Jan Ellis to help me get it right. Uh, praise and worship until all is poured out that you can give to him. Because the Bible says in Psalm 22, verse 3, in the King James, you'll put that up on the screen. But thou art holy. O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. You know what that means? God comes close and gets among people who praises. In the Old Testament, it was Israel because that was God's people. In the New Testament, it's been extended to the Gentiles through the blood of Jesus Christ. Now we're one, grafted in. 
But the present infinitive truth of that scripture is God will inhabit the praises of his people. That's why you experienced him so closely this morning. One last thing. Walk. Listen. Here's how you get in the presence of God. Walk in radical obedience to his word. Yeah. That brings the presence and the glory of God. The baptism of Jesus. He walked in the obedience of the scripture. John was worried. Whoa, whoa, I'm not even worthy to stoop down and unlatch your shoes. I need to be baptized with you. By you, Jesus said, nope. So that the scripture is fulfilled, you're going to baptize me. And when he did, what happened? Heaven opened. A voice came from heaven. A manifestation of the presence of God. The spirit descending in the form of a dove set upon each him. A voice. This is my beloved son. Affirmation came from heaven. It's, it's my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. It, it sent him out into his ministry in such a powerful way. And I just want to say to you, radical obedience. Here in just a second, there's going to be some people that do some radically obedient thing called being baptized. Amen. And I believe the same is still true. I believe heaven's going to open for you. Yes, it is. I believe the manifest presence. We've done baptism. We've seen people healed, delivered, set free, all kinds of stuff at a baptism. And today, we're going to baptize some folks. So here's what we're going to do. Before I finish some quotes to those that have come prepared for baptism today, I'm going to give you a chance to ease out right now and go get changed. Now, for the rest of you, that maybe if you're here and you get all inspired, listen, we got you. No worries. We, we, we got you taken care of if you want to get baptized. Today is going to be powerful. Now, I'm going to let these guys exit on out. I'm going to give you a few comments here and some quotes. But you're going to participate in this as well. How many of you know that we've already touched on God inhabits the praises of his people? Amen. Guys, you can go ahead and bring that on over. If you guys will give me your attention, you're going to have to work hard to do that because they're going to be grunting and pushing real hard to get this baptistry over here. No, that's not snakes in that box. Here we go, here we go. Here's some great quotes. I've been giving you these quotes from great men and women of God. Here, here's a quote. It says, peace comes not from the absence of trouble, but from the manifest presence of God. How many of you just need some peace in your life right now? That's a rhetorical question. You guys come on over to the front. Leave me a little bit of space right here. I mean, you know, my little bit. <laughs> a little bit too loud of a laugh right there. The judgment of God is going to fall. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, it, you might need peace in your life right now. Peace comes not from the absence of trouble, but from the presence of God. Here's another one. I want you to hear this very carefully. It comes from a brother, Brother Lawrence. The most holy and necessary practice in, the life, in, in our spiritual life is the presence of God. That means finding constant pleasure in his divine company. Speaking humbly 
and lovingly with him in all seasons. At every moment, without limiting the conversation in any way. Oh, I need to say that again. I need to say that again. I'm going to let them get that one in place because y'all need to hear this one. You ready? Are you ready? Let me read that one more time because you need to hear this. This is great stuff. This doesn't come from theoreticians. This comes from practitioners. The most holy and necessary practice in our spiritual life is the presence of God. That means finding constant pleasure in His divine company. Speaking humbly and lovingly with Him in all seasons at every moment without limiting the conversation in any way. Here's one from the great A.W. Tozer. Nothing in and of this world measures up to the simple pleasure of experiencing the powerful presence of God. Mark Batterson, the writer of The Circle Maker, says, The plans of God are only revealed in the presence of God. Charles Finney, guy moved and used in second grade awakening, powerfully used, powerful gifts of the Spirit, worked as a uh, paralegal. Took him a little while to get born again because he intellectually couldn't grasp how you get born again. But a youth group said they're going to pray for this grumpy, old, he wasn't all that old, but this grumpy guy that they were frustrated with. But they set out to pray for him. Finney will be saved. Finney will be saved. Finney will be saved. Oh, he got saved, radically saved, filled with the Spirit, used powerfully of God. Miracle signs and wonders of ministry. If the presence, here he is, it says, if the presence of God is in the church, the church will draw the world in. If the presence of God is not in the church, the world will draw the church out. R.C. Sproul. Man, I love some of these Baptist ministers that I've been putting in here, man. These guys are fireballs right here. The Christian life is to be lived all of your life in the presence of God. And then the great Leonard Ravenhill. You can have all your doctrine right, yet still not have the presence of God. Go after the presence of God with all you have within you. I wonder right now, as we're talking about the presence of God and what this church values, I pray you value this with me, please. Can I just ask you, please, to value this with me, the presence of God, by committing your heart to pursuing the presence of God with us and seek week and radical obedience to the Word of God in worship, praise, and seeking his face in that way of just something powerful and pouring yourself out such as dancing with God. I promise you if we'll do that, you, you have yet to see what God can do if we'll value at that level. And I ask you to. The presence of God is so powerful. It's so real, so good. I feel his presence.
out of those types of experiences. I love that song that Naomi Rains sings that they done the tag to. If this is a glimpse of heaven, I could get used to this. The fragrance of your presence. I could get used to this. I love that song. Wrecks me. Because when you get in his presence and you experience the fullness of joy and pleasure, something about your heart just cries out, Lord, I want more. I want more. To be apart from you is in any space of distance. Seems seems like there's a loneliness. Bible was talking one place about some people was frustrated that Jesus' disciples didn't didn't fast like they did, and he said there will come a time when the bridegroom is taken away, but they'll fast. Let me know he was taken away, ascended into heaven, and now the bride fasts with a longing to just be near the groom. To dance with the groom. And the only way to get close without having his full on return or us going to heaven is pursue the presence of God. I want to say to somebody here today, his presence is real. He's right in your face right now. Oh, I wish I could just make you aware. Right in your face right now, just saying, you know what, I love you. I've demonstrated it every way that I possibly can. But Lord, you don't know how this one hurt me. Get your eyes off of man. I'm standing in your presence. Don't look at them. Look at me. I'm working on them too. Don't you worry. But you look at me. I believe he's standing right in your face right now saying, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You want to see my manifested presence for you? step beyond casual into the dynamic in the presence of God. Seek Him. And that wraps up this episode of the Covenant Fellowship Podcast. For more information about who we are, please visit us at cfbristol.com or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We hope that you have a blessed day. And as always, just like we find in Isaiah 60, verse 1, we hope you arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you.